When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikel in Seattle. <laughs> Nick Longo in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, Wes had a little bit of a perk in how he said it today. You were laughing. I'm perky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> because he just sounded a little bit like, yeah, hey, it's Friday, let's do it, this. Thank God. It is, yeah, TGIF. Mm. Makes me miss the actual, like, remember actual TGIF, like on ABC? It was like Family yes. Matters. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Dinosaurs, which was the Dinosaur. redheaded stepchild of all of them, but it was funny. now they're all on Netflix. <laughs> oh, is, is dinosaurs? No, I'm, I'm sure you can get repeats, but uh, isn't the other yeah. one on there? Full House. Full House, well, like Fuller House, Full House, yeah. yeah please, yeah. Ugh. The dinosaurs, like a ten year old Wes McDowell, was uh, pretty excited about. Dinosaurs. Did you have a backpack or a lunchbox? <laughs> I, I didn't go that far with it, but my favorite part is now knowing, like, as an adult, the voice of the mom dinosaur was Lucille Bluth from uh, Arrested Development, like the, oh, the drunk oh, mom. Oh. It's the same woman who oh, did that's the voice. Funny. Yeah, that's Fran. Funny. Fran Sinclair was the name of the mom oh my dinosaur. God. Wow! Some for the kids out there. <laughs> you never thought you'd yeah. hear that today. Look that up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you guys up to on this lovely Friday? Gosh, I'm so glad it's Friday. I know we don't talk about dates too. too much, but um, Tim, everyone's going to be listening to this, and it's going to be Monday. I know. So Monday. sorry. Shut well, the- just be with us for a moment in our celebration that the week is over. I'm so happy. Last night was one of those like late nights where I needed to be around for dev support in case I was needed for you know mm-hmm. just with all due respect. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, but um, there's only so many episodes of. Agents of Marvel too, that can watch back to back. <laughs> nice. So you're your nerd husband that likes that. Or you No, I actually asked if we could watch it. I'm super into it right now. And then okay. I just have my MacBook open in case he gets in touch with me. But I, I do think, honestly, um, this might be a really good topic um, to cover for an episode at some time later is for those mercy-esque clients Mm. that are like shifting the scope on you and they pay you well they're really nice but everything is like it's it's a ton of pressure is it worth it all the time though is it is it it fair for them to corner you the way that they do i mean i think you mean like late at night in general in general it's all the time cracking the whip all the time Asking, asking for you to deliver mm-hmm. by midnight on a Friday, you know, shit like no, that. No, But how much are you letting well, I mean, them do that, though? That's the thing, too, I think. Yeah. Anytime I've been in that situation, it's probably been my fault for letting it get that way. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, there. it's, them. it's on them. It's them, yeah. And then the moment that you've got support staff for your business in the mix, 
it there's um there's a domino effect because oh, sure. they get thrown under the bus in the interim too. And so it has ramifications on whether they want to support your exactly. business as well. Maybe, so, maybe it's not worth it at that point. Yeah. You know? But there are a bunch of scenarios about this. I mean, there's a number of positives. So which, what, what do you weigh and what wins? Like it, wh- where's the fine line? It might be what? an interesting topic yeah. to cover at yeah. some point. Where do you draw the I line? Think it's just like everything considered, like, would you get rid of this client based on this? Me personally, like, okay, so I've got several friends who are realtors, mm-hmm. for instance, and they always, like, you're out with them on a Friday, Saturday night, and they're like, oh, God, sorry, I have to take this call. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's Saturday night, you're kind of drunk, like, why are you talking? He's like, no, I, I have, if, if I, I could don't lose take it. this call, yeah. I could lose it. I, I have put the kibosh wow. in, like, up, up front, I've, I don't answer emails or calls on weekends, period. Like, even mm-hmm. if something comes through, like, on a Saturday, even if I work on it, I think I've mentioned this before, possibly, but even if I do have time and I work on it on Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm not telling my client I'm working on this right now. As far as they know, I keep business hours. Yeah. Like, that's just how I kind of keep everything yeah. compartmentalized. Once you start answering those calls and answering those emails at night, then it's like, oh, I guess she works at night so and they get used to it so yeah. but when i mentioned yeah. a number of factors you know it's very situational i totally yeah. mean it, mean it because i i i work with a number of developers that have full time jobs they moonlight for my sure. business yeah so there's there's no work around there you work evenings and weekends to for them to support my agency mm-hmm. that's what i prefer because they know their shit yeah so where yeah. do you draw the line there cuz that's almost a second shift for your business is things are being right, worked but on. but I'm willing yeah. to do it yeah. because and I'm the same way. it's less money yeah. for me. They crank yeah. it out super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. There's loyalty there. There's trust where they like. I at one point last night was like, I'm signing off. Are you going to be okay? And he's like, I won't let you down. I'm all good. There you go. Nice. Thanks for letting me know you're signing off. Yeah. yeah. That's a be- and isn't that well, no, the respect was there because you you built it and he understands and you understand. Right. Sorry, we're shifting gears. I wanted to like save it. New topic. No, it's good. (laughs) It's better than talking to all this hot dinosaurs. Exactly. (laughs) That's what people tuned in for. But um, no, but like, but that's like for instance, like something like Basecamp can come in so handy because yeah, my developer is on the other side of the world. He's working while I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the assumption is never that I need to be talking to him while he's doing it. But it may be different nature of what you're doing versus this. But I generally what I I do is I, I set tasks on Basecamp. And they do it, and if they have questions, they have questions, things can get delayed that way, but it's generally kind of, I put up the, here's what has to be done, here's the time, here's the deadline for it, and even, you could be working at night, I don't care, but just as long mm-hmm. as you do it, and then, but I guess it's different if, if they have follow-up questions, blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, going back to your original kind of comp- wondering if this is borderline where you say goodbye to a client or do whatever. If you were so new in the situation and, and you were experiencing this, I'd say, Hey, this is, this is what happens, right? We get this. It, you're going to have these kind of clients, but you're so well into your, your career and your business. That's, that's a good answer. I think the only one that can really answer that is you. It's like, if that's really getting to the point where it is that bad um, and it ruins the rest of your work day or week, you gotta think, you gotta consider it, you know? And or marriage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a lot of time, that, you know, and it, <laughs> now yeah, see, like, I mean, look, I'm get, getting the calls while we record right now, but am I answering it? No. <laughs> this, is, this is important podcast. Exactly. Time, you guys, you know? Exactly. 
not time for clients right now, but something there's always time for, and that's a brand new sponsor. Drum roll. Especially a good one. Drum roll. Especially a good one that we love this much. Uh, let me introduce you guys to a little company we like to call Skillshare.com. Um, so we were, I've been talking to them for a few weeks now, and um, I got a, a trial membership, and I've already gotten several classes in this past couple weeks. Nice. It's, it's amazing, and it's really it's allowed me to quickly pick a few things up that I needed to know when dealing with uh, things I had to do with clients. Like, for instance, um, I just set up Google My Business, a Google My Business listing for a client, and I wanted to make sure I was doing it the proper way so they could get listed in the little map section on, on Google. Yeah. So I wanted to know how to do it the right way. And I went to Skillshare and there was a whole little course I got in and out. It was great. So, you know, if you're listening to the show, you're obviously looking to keep learning. So that's why this is such a good fit. Um, so you can be a more marketable designer and make more money. So that's what we're all looking for. And Skillshare, just so you know, is an online learning community with over 15,000 classes in graphic design, illustration, uh, business development, like how to get your own design business off the ground and more. You can learn everything from logo design to visual thinking to painting watercolors. And the classes are perfect for the professional designer looking to get a leg up at work or the freelancer who wants to attract more clients and build their brand. And uh, this is one of the cool things. The Skillshare teachers include working designers with actual years of experience and AIGA award winners such as Ellen Lupton oh. and Debbie Millman and Seymour Schwast. So um, we've got yeah. unlimited access to all this for a low monthly price. Never pay per class again. That's great. It's just all, all That's cool. encompassing. It's for a one price. And um, like I say, I just took the Google, Google My Business class. Um, as well as one on Facebook ads that convert. You know, we did that episode of Facebook ads a few months ago, but I just wanted to kind of brush up Good. on that because I had another client who needed that. So um, both were just really super comprehensive and to the point. So it allowed me to learn everything I needed to without a lot of fluff. So I got in and out and I was able to get those tasks done quickly and right as a result. So and here's the best part. Skillshare is giving our listeners a month of unlimited access absolutely for free. Damn. Imagine, imagine the classes you could take in a month. Be a pro. It's free, but I, I again, I, I don't think you'll, you'll uh, give up your membership when you're done, though, because you'll find it that valuable. So go to Skillshare.com slash graphic to redeem your free month. Again, Skillshare.com slash graphic and get your free month trial. All right. So... This episode is kind of an interesting one that coming in, you know, I've been doing this for a little bit mm -hmm. without, without really knowing that it was. And what we're talking about is value-based pricing. So in gearing up for this episode, because I, I already know my version of it and how I do it, but I wanted to come with some more, you know, ammunition to the table. Yeah. So I was listening to a few episodes of the Sean West podcast, mm -hmm. uh, No Relation. I don't. I know there's a guy named Sean on there. There's not a guy named Wes, so I don't yeah, know, I'd be interested to know where that comes from. Um, maybe he's just looking for a Wes. Yeah, maybe I'll ditch you guys for that. <laughs> but anyway, so there's there's like a few episodes on there. I want to say like three oh nine through three twelve or something that are all kind of geared around this topic. Okay. So I'm going to steal a little bit from them just to warn you, just to warn Sean West too. We're going to kind of go. High level view of what value based pricing is, 
But, you know, if you're really interested in the topic, I highly recommend going and listening to those episodes because they're really going to go in deep. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk more about it, you know, on 5,000 level view and talk about our own experience. Cool. If we've done it, how we've done it, if it's worked out, blah, blah, blah. So, um, first of all, have you guys ever attempted to charge uh, by value, not by time? I'd say that's been the biggest shift probably I've done in the last year or so. And I didn't even realize, like, particularly, it was almost out of the means. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you look at your, when you review a month or you review a year, I was kind of getting to that frustration of the hourlies and all these other things that were not working well. And slowly investigated, read up, looked at some great blog posts and stuff about this and started doing it about a year ago. And been I, 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 I totally get it now and reading into it, and I'm sure you probably found a lot of good touch points on this, why it's so much better for us to, to go this route. Um, I, I, just prefer, yeah. I just prefer it. I'd rather put uh, an emphasis on value rather than time because the value is everything from in your past. It's what you bring. It's, it's the service you bring. It's the changes you can bring for a client. I'd rather talk that than time because time puts a limit on something and puts a limit on what you can make. Yeah. And you it's, know? I mean, just right. And when you're charging by the hour, it's like, you're just trading your time for money. Like yes. what's, what is your, your client isn't paying, like their end goal is not uh, to have you work 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to yeah. get what you're going to, the value you're going to give them. I know this is, this is, this is really awesome because I always hesitate before I hit send with fresh books mm-hmm. because it's itemized by our, you know, quantity and everything. And I'm, of course, that's all transparent to the recipient mm-hmm. and, but it's not just about the hours that you put into a single component of a, a large project mm-hmm. or an icon or whatever it is. Yeah. It's that they're going to get the best design option for their brand that there is yeah. from from you. And I, right. and I don't use that area of the FreshBooks invoice in any way. No. I No, yeah, it's I di- well I don't know that there's a workaround. Yeah. Well, by the well way. you have two I don't you know. have two sections. You have the section that's based on unit cost and then there's a section that's based on an hourly. You just fill out mm-hmm. you you will you can x out all the other ones, but I never use the hourly one. And because then again, you're right. There's the transparency and I don't, there's, we don't, I don't even have that discussion. Right. I see how Mm -hmm. you mean. I do it both ways. Yeah. Sometimes if there's, if there's a reason to, or in, you know, obviously I think in in a lot of our contracts, we have that thing that says, if you go above and beyond what our service agreement value price thing is revisions and all that, there's an hourly at that point, just so you're covered. So How do you work this? Mm -hmm. You guys, how do you work this for ongoing longstanding clients that you bill, say monthly mm-hmm. based on hours collected See, I never, at the end of every for me like if it were if it were it's always project based it's always project based and then if yeah not if for it, me. if it if it goes on mm-hmm. it's based on another phase of the project with a new quote it's never like well actually it's not like so there's a lot of there's some um things i do in terms of seo ongoing and that's just a fixed monthly price and it has nothing to do okay. with hours worked mm-hmm. it's based on this is what's going to happen for that money every yes. month. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. And that's all it is. Yeah. There you go. Um, so I, I might, I might be at sixty hours for a month for this particular client, or I might be at twenty. 
but I invoice them on the 15th of every month. And based on the campaigning that they've got going or, uh, you know, whatever it is, I mean, it's just up and down. Like yeah. Crazy. yeah. It, do you do like a it behind the be scenes? To... So it's like more of a behind the scenes hourly and you to these are to the, the reoccurring bills for clients that are ongoing. They see everything itemized got it. to know differentiation of, okay, this was that marketing design and then this was a di- totally different project, but all collectively. Yes. Yeah. Batch. Them. Yes, exactly. And, but you do it more unit cost or based on your hourly Based on Got everything. it. So I kind of do the same, but okay. I do it four hours. But a day, I do it. Three hours I'm not trans. Two hours a day. I'm just... not transparent with the with the hours. I just put a unit cost, and those are that's only two clients for me because that their system of evol- of ever changing demands each month. They're very exclusive. Everyone else is kind of more project based. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. And it's, it's and it's going to be hard to ever like switch anyone exactly you've already got exactly to to this model. Um, yeah. But it's basically like the, the first thing to think about is the mind shift that you have to have where you have to, it's kind of a mind shift for you, but also for your new clients where they're coming to you and they, they're, they're asking you to do something mm-hmm. and they're asking like, how much is this going to cost? But everything you say and do in those, these first interactions, you have to position yourself as an investment to your client, not as an expense. I mean, yeah. meaning you have to be yeah. talking about, you know, what, what this is going to do for their business, the money they're putting into their business is going to output this much. So you have to get out of that mindset. That's the first um, step to it. And it's, it's hard for a lot of designers to wrap their head around that, particularly if you don't feel like you have a lot of experience, you know, in actually um, turning a profit mm-hmm. for a client. But it's the first step you know, in getting out of that. And someone's mm-hmm. get you have to take a risk with something that you're doing if you do want it to grow. And I, I, I get that feeling. And I think a lot of younger, least, less experienced might feel a little afraid to do that. But look at all these case studies. If you look at people who have done this, they've all said, yeah, there's that moment of kind of like, it's, it's like that whole saying no thing, like saying no to clients for certain things, for qualifications or for minimums. Once you do it once or twice, you realize you've now elevated to another level because you'll eliminate people that don't understand, you know, how you might be changing, let's say your pricing. So it's a good step to, to start dabbling in and seeing how that works specifically with new people that you got to take advantage of a new client. If you are thinking of doing something like this. Yeah. But I also think this is kind of a more advanced maneuver in Mm -hmm. that. I don't think, I don't think we should be telling people starting fresh in their career to start charging like this because you have to know this is going to be, yeah. so this is, so this I got from Sean West podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was really insightful for this, for value-based pricing to work. You need to be able to answer yes to these three questions Okay, good. every time. The, the, so starts off basic. Do I do client work? Yes. I'm mm-hmm. not working nine to five. Um, do I customize each project, each individual client's needs versus am I, I mean, Versus if it's everyone just kind of getting the same package sure. all the time, totally regardless different. of what they need. Um, most people can answer yes to those two things. But then here's the interesting one. Will my client get a real tangible financial value from this project? If you can't answer yes to that, then this won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you don't, if, so there's two components to that. So there could be, be based on, you don't think this project is really set up for that. Mm-hmm. 
it's just kind of a, a nice to have kind of thing. Or maybe you don't feel confident in your ability to get results to move it forward for them. Yeah. So if you can't answer that yes to that, then you're probably not ready for this step. But it's still an interesting thing to start thinking about. And that's great because that relies on that relies on experience and and skill. So you're right. If it if you're quite young and in this, are the yeah, and are the the all the stars in alignment? Yes. For whatever it is they need in order to like, is this actually going to be a return on investment or is this just something that your client wants? But it's really, you know, we've all had that before. We've yeah. all had the client just want something for no good reason. Sure. So and you can't really pin. I, I like the financial idea. value to I, it. I like the way that was la- last point is worded because I think that's something we could should be, just be answering. So are we doing that on period? Are we giving them value and are we, are we making something for them that's going to help change the scope of their business? Right. Yeah. And like, that's what we should all be aspiring to do. It, totally. You know? Totally. And, and I think, you know, I, and I, I love hearing what, talking with other creatives and hearing how they're, everyone's really, look how much more people are digging into the discovery section of that. That was, we have, we weren't even hearing this a year and a half ago, you know, and now it's there. So people are really, um, we're playing a lot more roles than just being this person that just designs something and hands it off. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. and there's, that's where, when I first got into this, like, Oh, I'm a graphic designer. I'm just going to yeah. design logos and that's that. Yeah. I'm giving it too much thought. Um, but now the, the part that I love is the part where I'm actually coming up with those strategies and making a difference. Like I, I love that kind of business aspect to mm-hmm. it. Oh my God. So many other layers, so many other layers to, to play with and be a part of. And, and I think it's also great too, when you get a client to say, wow, I I only was expecting this, but you brought this in addition Mm -hmm. to, to just design. So it, it, yeah, maybe they didn't, they weren't aware that you were more of an encompassing one-stop shop in that respect. Yeah. I know it actually bothers me. I think we've mentioned that terminology. That's like a peppy peppy. Mm -hmm. I hate it when people say graphic designer, or I'll have I'll see an email exchange that I'm well, copied on. Good thing we're on the deeply UI. graphic design. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. It says UI designer, UX designer, and I'm like, yeah. have you have you noted what I've yeah. been doing for you lately? And, and the only yeah. like, I, and the only reason uh, I think our industry is getting more of a spotlight is because people, common people that do have nothing to do with our industry are, are appreciating branding and understanding how it makes a, it's an emotional tie to what we, we, what you buy and what you purchase and as a consumer. So, so I, I love that we're getting to be more well-rounded as let's call them designers or whoever. God, we're going to need a new name for that. You're right. <laughs> what are we? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. I mean, it, with all due respect, I don't expect, I, I I shouldn't expect for any contacts of mine to be like, oh, sure. Or Creative Consult mm-hmm. is copied here. But feel free to reach out to her with questions. Like, no, I wouldn't expect No, that. I know. I it's know. fine. It's fine. Let's <laughs> change in time. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so I, the first thing to think about when you're doing this is, okay, so when we're talking about value-based pricing, the way that works is – Instead of I'm charging per this much per hour, what you want to do is figure out by talking to your client through discovery, 
And as um, Sean West guys were talking about, there's a whole different thing called value discovery, which I haven't <laughs> oh, no. gotten too far into <laughs> with them. But but I think you can intertwine that with the dis- kind of discovery we sure. talked about. I just want to sure. I want to know what all those questions are, but um, come back mm-hmm. to you later with that. Mm-hmm. But basically, you need to figure out like a real number of how much the client will benefit financially from your work. So that's got to come from the client to a certain degree, not you. You can't make up that number and say like, it's going to be worth this much. Like it's got to be coming from, um, you know, things we're going to talk about in a second. But then what you want to do is you want to price your job as a small fraction of that amount so that you can go to them and say, here's what this is going to cost. Here's what, no, here's the investment it's going to be. And it's going to be, you know, $10,000 but it's likely to lead to $100,000 worth of business mm-hmm. for your company this year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, a no-brainer price, right? Yeah. Like what company wouldn't invest $10,000 to make $100,000? That's a good ROI. But but so, you, you're just one fraction of investment, right? I mean, there's other things they're paying for. So how do you... How do you... No, this, this project yeah. will yield that much money. Yes, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like okay. yeah. this website, if we do everything correctly, we've done math. We've we figured out how much you're – so like things you want to look at. You want to look at and ask them how much business they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is this project likely to increase that business? So like base it on you know, user experience studies. Like mm-hmm. let's say they've got something on their website that's completely outdated in terms of UX and you know that by doing this – you can increase conversions by 5%. Okay. And then this other thing will increase it by another 10%. So it's basing it on what they're doing now and then doing kind of figuring out a conservative estimate, you know, of what you can reasonably expect this to do for them later. Um, and then the big thing is how, how much is an average customer worth to them over a lifetime? Um, and that's got to come from you talking to your client about their, you know, their avatars and all that stuff. And that's gold because when you do all this stuff together, when you put the final price together, you can say, okay, this website's going to cost $10,000. That, if we just get five customers through your website, it will be paid for. Mm -hmm. But this is how many customers we're likely to actually get through the website. You know, a hundred. Mm-hmm. So like just when you put it in terms of like that, we say this is what it's going to cost. Here's what it's likely to get you. That's value based pricing, you know, and that's going to and it's and by the way, I should say you're not couching it like this to the client. You're not saying I'm charging you 10 percent of what we're going to get. This is just kind of all internal stuff that you're doing these calculations based on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do they give any kind of insight as to how to calculate that same idea, but for a project that is much harder to value how it's going to increase revenue for them? Do you know what you I mean? mean? In terms of like a non-website? Of like course. Yeah. I mean, logo, I, yeah, exactly. That kind of yeah. That's where it gets a little muddy to me. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, wish I had more of an answer for This may be more applicable for website work. Right. Yeah, so basically, I think there is a way, and I think the 
what they're what they've got going over there is um like a there's a paid kind of course they do yeah that kind of walks you through all that to to extract what that number would be because there is a number you know it's a matter of how you get there so yeah if they if they have shitty packaging now and you can point to this thing on the shelf next to it that outsells it and you can probably yeah i mean i don't know how you quantify that this is selling based on the packaging versus yeah. this yeah but there's got to be studies focus groups things that have been conducted in the past logos again i don't really know how you quantify that but i think the thing to keep in mind with value-based pricing with logos i think the, the takeaway i got most from that is you're going to charge like a, a smaller business less because they stand to gain less from it than like a exactly Coca-Cola. it's the size i think They're in that case get, it's the size of the business right right yeah but even then even with coca-cola how much more are they going to sell based on the new logo maybe they'll sell less i don't i have it no could idea. be like that's but i think you i think you nailed it by saying keep it to the size of the and everything i've seen that has talked about the cost because let's look let's look at it as a logo package, if you put that together and you have your idea of what, how you build it, all your steps, you can package that where you change the price is the size of the company and the exposure of that and how much more it means to that company. Do you see what I mean? So Mm -hmm. shop down the street is a, you know, mid tier company is B and then doing something for target. I mean, whole other level. So maybe I see what that's you're where you throttle it for something that's not as tangible. I think as the website because the other thing that I have to yeah. where I have to consider and targets too, really easy. You just add one more ring around. Of course, right? yeah, done. And you add the dog. Add, add the dog. Add the dog, and you know, you're good. I, there's a lot of like scenarios that we could we could discuss. That's a little bit more on the nitpicky side, but I'm thinking about those twelve cans for. Budweiser that sold like hotcakes and it's not to say they were struggling with sales prior mm-hmm. but it it's just smart move campaigning in the heat of NFL season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you run with you run with something like that and you have to know if you're on creative team or leading a project of that sort that you just you just look at it optimistically yeah 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 or the 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 what was it Coca-Cola last year that did all the names Yes. Like they put right. every like individual Similar. name on the cans. Similar like, example. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was I, I used that in my class the other day because the only reason they were the only reason they were able to do that was because of digital printing. They were able to they didn't have to do the plates for all of those names and they were able to because of technology, someone in you know, someone probably brainstormed that twenty years ago and they couldn't do it. But now you can. So again, that's the whole idea. Like you brought this great creative to the table. So is that your value? Like, is that like, are those the things that you, you know, you found a way, you found a solution. So I think that's, that's what I'm looking at. Every project's so different. And if we can find a way to do something, that's the value that I feel like I can Mm -hmm. add. Like if we're doing a, let's say a restaurant and I'm doing everything for their branding and everything, he has costs in construction, in architecture, in you name it, in rent and all that. So I can't ask him how much he's going to, he's going to make with this and let me have a percentage of it. So maybe the way to do it is the scalability of the company and the exposure of that, what this is going to be. So we can at right. least build these same models. Yeah. And that, that's probably going to work better for something like that mm-hmm. versus, I mean, for a website, there are a lot of things you can point to Yes, versus a logo versus packaging. Who's, who's really to say that's, that's where it gets a little kind of um, muddy in my head. Yeah. 
but it's a good thing I just do websites now, so I don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really it's really an interesting thing because you can look at so many different factors on a website, and there's so many studies that have been done mm-hmm. that you can really say. And most clients, when you I, I've gone through the discovery process with many clients now. And they're always able to, we're always able to narrow down an average lifetime value of a customer. Is it perfect? Probably not perfect, but it's always, it's good enough. And it gives us a place to start from. Like, and I will say with value-based pricing, I think um, the higher value that your client's customer has on them, it's kind of easier to sell this because you need fewer of them to justify your cost. For instance, I'm working on a insurance website right now. Super sexy, I know. Mm-hmm. But it's insurance. So it's like the average cost, average value of a client, it's like commercial insurance, is like $25,000. So it's like, okay, if you get one customer through this website, it's it's more than paid for. Yeah. So that was just a super easy sell at that point. Probably should have charged more. Yeah. At that point, but <laughs> but it's like, but I'm still not to the point where I know exactly how to communicate. I hear you. Here's exactly how many people we're gonna get. But um, one thing like this is the biggest takeaway from that those uh, Sean West episodes, and I'm gonna I'm totally just gonna steal this, and he hit it over and over again. So you know when you're talking to a client up front and you're asking what's your budget or they're mm-hmm. telling you what their budget is, this is deep now. The client can't know their budget until they know the value of the project. So that means they, whatever they come to you and say, our budget is this much, that's just coming from a place of a spreadsheet, what they think they want to spend. Yeah. But imagine if, okay, so if, if someone came to you and said, I, I have $2,000 for this project, but then you came back and said, okay, um, after all the stuff you're talking about and you've kind of figured out a plan and you figure out together what we, what I can do for you can make you a hundred thousand dollars this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you $10,000. Do you think that, I mean, now, now that $2,000 is like, okay, maybe we can come up with more if it's, if it's really going to get us this result in the end. So whatever they come to you up front with, they're, they're coming from that, from a place of thinking of you as just an expense. Yes. They're not thinking about the investment part. They're just thinking of, we need no. this task done, yeah. and here's how much we have for it. But it's your job to talk to them, figure out the value, and kind of figure out a way to bring real value to them, and then you can charge more for that value. Make sense? Yeah. I, I, I wish I could do that It takes more. research, and all yeah. these questions always always make the client feel like they... That, well, it takes them off guard oftentimes for one because they're having to share an income line with mm-hmm. you, means of income line. And most of the – it oftentimes makes them uncomfortable. At least that's my experience. Well, and you can get a, around that, the whole that thought. You can get around that up front by – when you have these first conversations, you need to tell them, like, this is what we're attempting to do here, and it's for your benefit. It is – we're trying to get you guys extra money through – you know, through the value I can bring you. Um, so it's going to require communication. We need yeah. to know what's working, what isn't working, and how much, you know, what what you're making is kind of a direct, related, like we need that in for the calculation. Once they know that it's for their own good, 
Um, they most people they might are open fine up. with it. Yeah. Well, everyone has in sometimes my experience. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah, I never make it about me. I, it's always about the yeah. client. That's understood. But oftentimes for that contact, it's just sales. It's just a car salesman sales pitch. Yeah, I get it. I know you're supposed to tell me that. Well, then it, I, I mean, the right I, I think I think that's either the wrong client or you're not saying it right at that point. Like there's because there is, and I'm not saying that as a slight to to anybody, but oh, I'll I'll always get the look. I'll always get the look, and I work for amazing. I I support amazing people. But it's just an uncomfortable conversation oftentimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the nature of the communication. And that's okay. Once yeah. you once you practice it more and more, mm-hmm. it's like, mm, got to bang this out. So It's like us talking about numbers too with each other. The more sure. we do it, I think the, the more comfortable we are. And I think a serious business person is if asked that by someone like us, I, I feel they're going to – if they can't understand what we're trying to do with that, then maybe it's not right. You know, it's like um, – yeah. I think that's a very smart way to go. I, I wish it was more part of what I can, I can talk. Yeah, it, it can be telling to a degree. It's so tough it to can. kind of figure that out for and for me as a business owner to have all these ways of talking with each one because they're all so different and what we do for them is so different. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick to the idea that just being more transparent with it with the client up front is a mm-hmm. good thing, and hopefully you get them yeah. more at ease in talking about these kind of things. Yeah. And I like they know that I'm coming in more in a, on a consultant level than a designer level. So yeah, once you start asking like monetary questions as a consultant, they get it. Yeah. If, uh-huh. if you're a logo designer asking how much money you make, like that does seem weird mm-hmm. at that point. But um, I got to tell you, though, like when I do this, I kind of just I don't have any sense of um, apology in my voice. I just, I'm like a, like, yes, not like a robot, but I'm just like, this, this is just, in a, I ask in a very matter of fact way. Like we need to know this. It's oh, not yeah, like, that's important. I you need to own that ask. part yeah. of the conversation. The delivery. Yeah. yeah. You need to own it. You need <laughs> yeah. to own it. That and confidence I, needs to shine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> it does make know, a difference though. Honestly. Oh yeah. And in qualification, like we've talked about that before, um, I will always kind of broach the subject of money, but now I'm thinking after listening to these guys, I'm thinking I might want to retool how I do it a little bit, but, um, mm. I feel like in qualification when I would ask, you know, do you have a budget in mind for this project? Um, and then if they say no, you're supposed to say, okay, well, what, what is your yearly, you know, revenue per year? How many employees do you, you're supposed to just kind of figure out with other methodologies, like, can they afford you or not? Um, and I had one guy who's just like, I have no idea why you need to know that. And I was like, you are not a good client for me. Yeah. I didn't say that, but it's like, <laughs> if you're going to be, if you're going to go on the offensive right away, then yeah, that's, that's a red flag. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. not going to waste my time any further. So. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can have these kind of so, conversations up front, you know, they're kind of game for it. What ended up happening then after you left that meeting? Oh, it was just you a phone. You did not further the... Yeah, it was oh, just a it was a phone qualification. Qualification meetings over the phone um, are mostly busts, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. it's mostly people who want to spend two thousand dollars on a website and they're fishing. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which tells me I have more work to do on my homepage to make it, <laughs> to, to make track the, the right the people, right? 
to make the messaging more clear, yes. And I thought I had done that, but apparently it still needs a little bit of work. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always that stuff to learn. There's always. Oh, yeah. And, and I think totally no matter okay. what you do, you'll still get people that just literally oh, yeah. think $2,000 is a lot of money for a website. Like, like no, it's really not. Yeah. But I, I, I love. Well, I can bang that out for you in that co- at that cost for a single landing page. Yeah. but do do you but and do you want to do that you know what i mean then you're juggling 18 landing pages instead of yeah yeah, of course that's right (laughs) oh i love that like i love when i hear young designers who have been either dabbling in freelance for quite a while all of a sudden they're like man what was i thinking when i was just charging 500 bucks for this or you know whatever and it's like oh i know there's a lot more work involved and it's like so I, 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 that's why I always preface the kind of conversations like we're having right now with that. We could tell you this and it might sound foreign and you might even try it, but until you see that you need to make these changes, I think it's really tough yeah. to do these until you're at that moment where you're like, oh, it's time. I got to do this. Right. You got to go through the experience right. a little bit to understand how this is going to be a of benefit. You know, yes. to you, I, yeah. I think but we can all tell you things there. all day long. I remember. But you have to experience it exactly. You know? uh, we've all been there. I remember in the early two thousands, charging forty an hour. Yeah, we've all been yeah. there. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But, and, and it's it, a part it, of it's a part of the path. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I wasn't designing nearly the shit I'm designing now at that point. I mean, it's a part of the building process. Yeah, I do think that, and I think that it's important to say again that you know there it's a it's a it's a growth uh, upward. Yes curve of growth right. and I, I don't ever want to no, tell I, yeah. like a very young new designers you should be charging $150 an hour because you shouldn't yet no you know what I mean like yeah. that's you gotta make I, work I, your I way up I want people yes don't don't charge Fiverr prices mm-hmm. but you know you need to pay your dues and you need to get your feet wet before you can start charging the big bucks and um hopefully getting to this value-based pricing model. So You know where you um, know what made me made a, a big switch too with it was I think when you get to a certain point, what I felt was I was almost like punishing myself for working too either too quickly or too efficiently. And you couldn't mm-hmm. if you kept it on the hourly. I mean, I remember a first few uh things I was doing 0.25 hours, like you know, c- cutting it down to a quarter mm-hmm. of an hour charge. I was like, what was I thinking? Yeah. It was like so I'll never forget having someone that said they did a tagline on the spot for someone, a friend, and a friend was like, you, you're creative. What's What would a great tagline be? And she came up with it, and she even said, like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, does this mean I don't have to pay you? And she goes, oh, no, I'm still going to charge you. And she goes, but that only took five minutes or not even five minutes. She goes, but you're, it was because I'm experienced, and I know I've done this a thousand years, and I know how to do it. I like that example. You know? and, I like that example. Right, and, it's, and, and we got to think that the same way with if even if we nail it on the first try or if we do something so good. That's cool. The only reason – you didn't get that by luck. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That was quality five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're being paid so well because you have that experience that you can be that mm-hmm. quick. And, see, and when <laughs> I get to see people who are a few steps behind where we are with Sync and they get to that part where they're like, whoa, I did this so quick. And should I still charge what I told them? Should I come? Should I discount? I'm like, no, this means you're getting better. This means you're – and it means you're also, also learning how to deal with a customer and a, and a client. Yeah. A lot more too because not you're only listening. should you charge, but you should charge a rush. rush exactly, you because you came exactly. up with exactly, and you don't have to and and be transparent with <laughs> right it. on. Yeah, be transparent with or, or not transparant with it. Just add yeah. more. 
Because it's so true, man. It, that, <laughs> that, that, that's what comes with getting better with all, every aspect of what you do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So here's the getting better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before we get on with this, I would just want to tell everyone to, uh, if, you, if you got a lot out of this conversation, and I, I mm-hmm. really think it's, it's a good one, do go to that Sean West podcast. I think, again, I think it was episodes 309 through uh, 312 or something like that. Um, much deeper view into it from someone who has been doing it uh, much more than I have. So, you know. Yeah, it's and it's a, great a, to share when you, course I think you. that just to find I someone. I love your humility. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I, I know most things, Mikhail. I don't know everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I need at least another week for that. But, <laughs> you know I who? Love it. Has all the humility in the world, but oh, shouldn't here it comes. because they're amazing. Here it comes. FreshBooks.com. <laughs> FreshBooks, uh, we love them so much because they basically allow us non-accountant types, designers, consultants to, you know, to invoice our clients super easy, saves lots of time, and you get paid quickly. Um, so they've been c- completely redesigned from the ground up to make it super easy to use for designers and the way you work. Um, they showed it to me and it's, it's really designer friendly. Um, and you can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. And with literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket in, okay. Yeah. That's that again. We love it (laughs) with FreshBooks payments. Over 60% of invoices are paid within one day. Um, I can attest to that. Yep. Same here. Almost everything I send with FreshBooks gets paid pretty much on the spot. You can take credit cards. You can uh, have PayPal be an option. You can just require them to send a check, which is kind of what I – I know we're in 2017. I should be <laughs> getting the credit card payments, but they take so many fees out, so I like the checks. I know. Um, I know. FreshBooks doesn't take the fee out. It's just the credit card companies do, so can't get around that. Um, and with the new projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. Um, so it's basically a good place to kind of keep everything in one spot. Um, what do we love here? We love the multi-currency fine invoicing. So if you have a client who's overseas, you can uh, send it in their own uh, currency. And automated late payment reminders. Awesome. I had to use one of those the other day. I know. So official. Yep, had to do it. So official. <laughs> haven't yet. And yeah. I always think about it. I haven't yet. I need to do it. <laughs> did it, but as soon but as soon as I did it, I got an email back right away, like, oh sorry, we'll oh. get right on that. So it's it's gold. Oh, good. And you're not the Arts. one like writing the email. Yep. They, it just comes yeah. officially from them. So yeah. You're not the bad guy. Um yeah. and support, you know, Mikkel calls all the time. They're sick of her. Not really. Zero attitude. <laughs> and they a real life person usually answers in three rings or less. Mikkel can tell you they answer in less than one ring. Mm-hmm. They just know she's calling. They do. It's so cute. <laughs> she, I love and, calling they're them. They're just on hold with you right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's got them on retainer. So to Bat, claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Again, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Thank you, FreshBooks. All right. So, listener question today. I sent it to you guys. Yeah. Do you guys have it open? Can you tell me who it's from? I it's forget. from Adrian Ellis. Is that Adrian correct? Ellis. Yeah. 
And read read the subject line, and then read the question. <laughs> Is this tacky? Question mark. <laughs> that got our attention, didn't it? Yeah. That, so. Well, and by the way, to be fair, like that's the newest listener question we have, and it kind of skipped to the front of the line just based on like. Hey, so there's your uh, hint. If sorry. you want to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? All right. Yes, yes, please. All right, she reads, Hey guys, new listener here. I'm a young designer working in-house, but hoping to transition to freelance in the near future. My biggest concern is the dreaded attracting new clients. Uh, what is your opinion on gathering, uh, getting a decal of my website to slap on the back of my car? Nothing huge or obnoxious, only about the size of a bumper sticker. I've never seen this, and I've never seen anybody doing this, so I'm wondering, is this tacky or... A or is it desperate? <laughs> I want to do this. I want to. You're going to do this? Yeah. I know a great company that does these window cling decal pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I think, well, like I the think it's a great ones. idea. It just, but it has to be done right. Tastefully and creatively. Yeah. I think it was like the answer. Yeah, and not show. nothing tacky. Yeah. Like all are welcome here with a heart. I, got, I think yeah. you got to think too who you're going to attract with that. And right. that might just be an on like a ongoing mess of just very small clients. If you're, do you want the potentiality of those stuck in traffic with a cigarette mm-hmm. in, their ma- in their mouth going over? So the if pass? you're if you're ready, I think for you're going to be designing a lot of D- DJ posters. Yeah. Is what I, I think is what <laughs> and 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 vape <laughs> could and be vape yeah. packaging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they go hand in hand somehow. I I, hey, I get you. I I um. <laughs> I almost submitted a proposal for a vape, a vape, a super high-end vape company here locally. They they have amazing brand work already. The nicest that yeah. I've seen. I didn't get it, but I really wanted oh, it. I passed it. on one. I just I can't get behind something I, I just do not. We talked about that before. Like I just had nothing to offer. I didn't even want to try. But uh, any, yeah. anyways, um, her question, hmm. I, I think she yeah, just got to be ready for who you, and uh, we're, please send us your drafts. I want to see them. Yeah. I'd love to see what she does. Um, yeah. maybe a, yeah, send, send yeah tastefully photo. is the key answer for me. maybe more of a, rather than a bumper sticker. I, I think obviously you don't want to do anything that's going to damage. No, she said size of. size. You don't want to do anything that's going to damage your car or be permanent. So like a cling type of thing, like you were saying earlier, Mikkel, something on the back window. Hey, if you could do something and you come up with a clever line and it, then it's your website. Um, why not? And or hashtag. All you got to do no. is if it backfires, you just take it off. <laughs> right. I mean like, yeah, no one's going to yeah, call I mean, you after the, that. The good news this year. It's, it's no investment, you know, it's, maybe a few mm-hmm. bucks for it's the, a $10 the dollar investment. But I think I think the thing to the, the bigger thing to think about is not if it comes across as tacky or desperate, but again, who are you going to attract? Who is your target audience? Um, and do you think? I don't know. Like I, I know who my target audience is, and I don't think they'd be hiring me based on mm-hmm. a cling on my car. But you know, if you're, she's, you said you're you're brand new, so you're probably going to you know smaller businesses, logos, that kind of thing. It it. It could work, but the good news is, yes, you're you're not out of any money if it doesn't work. No, you're right, right, yeah. and just be ready for who you're going to get and what that job might be. Mm-hmm. Hey, one of them could lead to something and bigger and better. It could be the first step in what you're doing. Um, but wow, I mean, yeah, and make sure it's website. Do not put a phone number. <laughs> yeah, but then if your phone number is yeah, on the website, right. then. 
I think if it's, it's just one step away, if it's who I looked up, she's in Virginia. Well, wow. Let's just give away all, all her, <laughs> give her phone number out too. Why don't you? <laughs> and her website. It, no, <laughs> uh, I wanted to know okay. where, because it's like, I think you're right. Where you live is a big part of that. Um, but you know, like if you have that on there, I think, and- I think if you're living in a place with a lot of small business <laughs> mm-hmm. in town, that might be something, but if it's just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. Let us know. I, I say, I say, why not follow up Live a little follow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that no one's doing it is probably the best part. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And is that, should we read too much into that? I don't know. You, like you say, you got nothing well, they, to well, lose. They do say sometimes if, sometimes if something's not being done, it's be, because there's no like market for it. But, or, or, or yeah, if but everyone's, right, zig, if everyone's right. zigging, you should zag. So like, I think sometimes that you could think there that you know. way too, you know, yeah. let, just let us know you what know happens. What? We, we yeah. could do a whole, it's a good experiment. Yeah, this might be a follow-up episode. <laughs> yeah. I think oftentimes the, you know, for, I don't know, I'm just thinking about the old school, no wavier cars. I remember seeing that or like Mary Kay mm-hmm. products for makeup. Yep. People would like oh, yeah. be these consultants and they drive from home to home and they would decal with the that, shit out of their cars. Yeah. With that pale pink Mary Kay. Yeah. The pale pink. Color. Exactly. Yeah. So. What about. You know, <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay, know. Okay. Now I, I got it. I mean, idea. you wouldn't do something as extravagant, but. Those people, oftentimes you do see um, cars that, for consultant ba- basis, yeah. I, I think more or less. But And how nice see, is you your car? It. Again, Oftentimes, yes. you, oh, that's a good point. Oftentimes you, 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 like you minimize your yeah. business to pay for <laughs> your car lease or payments if it's all decked out. If it's not all decked out, have you heard of yes. this? Yeah, the companies that will pay you to wrap your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's no. But, I mean, I mean for tax purposes. Because you can write off your if car. Your car's decked. Okay. Oh, so you can write it off as a company car. But I think you have to like or have bought pers- it at as a company car, or like leased it through the company. And a percentage, I think like yeah. That, and it's only a percentage yeah. of your fees based on, let's say, if you're right. using it. But what if she got one of those cool things, okay. like those magnet things that like Pizza Hut puts on the top? You know, <laughs> that's like a light up thing. It almost looks like a taxi sign. Yeah. You see, like, I wonder, like, find one on Craigslist and <laughs> I don't know. Nick, she's, you're being... <laughs> she's given me all these great ideas. Take like, it to the next level. I love it. No, but I think, I think I came, I think the best thing though is it, like, if you're, if it's a beater car, then you're, then you are, a, then it doesn't speak too highly of your business. If, if you have a nice car, then I'm like, oh, she must be doing mm-hmm. something. Right. So mm-hmm. no idea what you drive, but uh, I think that might be. So rent it if you don't rent a car for a day and try it. Out. <laughs> yeah. Get a Mary Kay pink Cadillac and put go. it on there, and then you're set. All right. Thanks for the fun Sorry. question. We're having too much fun of that question, but it's it's a good one. And mm-hmm. let us know what you end up doing and if it ends up working. Please do. Even if you get like a couple of clients out of it, it's yeah definitely worth it. So yep. Let us know. All right. We'll keep sending you those listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. And, of course, we love the audio questions. So record an MP3, send it on over via the emails. Mm-hmm, the internets. Right. And the interwebs. And yeah. uh, follow, us on, follow us on Instagram at Deeply Graphic. Okay? Please do. 
Say hello. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. Y'all go ahead and have yourselves a great weekend, okay? Oh, it's so Friday right now. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. My brother says it all the time, and I can't stand it. Okay. <laughs> it's drink o'clock. <laughs> all right. Well, with Bye. that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Okay.